The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. The state is going to pay for a full cycle of IVF for couples seeking to give birth under a new scheme to be introduced in September. The programme will be available to couples who do not have children and where uh, the woman is under 41 years of age. There are also allegedly uh, criteria around body mass index, the BMI of women applying for the scheme. Now, the memo goes before Cabinet this morning. I'm joined to talk about it by medical journalist June Shannon and by fertility coach and uh, former uh, gynae nurse and midwife Helena Tuberty, good morning and welcome. Um, let's talk to you first, uh, June. Uh, you have some experience of IVF. I do. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Helena. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so basically, I have been, we had been trying for a, a baby for uh, six years. So we had five cycles of IVF. So I have both personal experience, but I've also been advocating along with lots of people like Helena as well for public funding in this area. So um, it's welcome news this morning, but I'll wait to see the limitations. There seem to be quite a few. Now, um, you've uh, had five cycles of IVF. Um, There would be no way, uh, it looks like from the bones of this scheme, that the state would pay for all five uh, of cycles for anyone. No, and I understand that this is the first announcement and that limitations would need to be in place. So there'll be a lot of very disappointed people this morning. And I suppose throughout this conversation, we just need to understand that, you know, infertility is heartbreaking. Um, The fertility journey is just one of the most toughest journeys you'd ever undergo. So this is a very sensitive topic and my heart goes out to everyone who's listening who has been affected by this. So, you know, it affects about one in six couples um, and, you know, there's different criteria, et cetera, that have been outlined today. Um, but I w- we wouldn't be covered, obviously. And it looks like, I, I need to see the detail, but it looks like from what I've read this morning, that it would be only people who've had one privately funded cycle, which I think is unfair because everyone knows who's been there that it takes a couple of cycles for success if you get it. Pat, this is a thing. Fertility treatment is a lottery. And that's what people need to understand from the get-go. There's no guarantees, absolutely no guarantees. Um, and it's also things like, you know, what about same-sex couples, single people? All these people look like they may be excluded from this and they should be included as well. Um, the BMI is another thing. We have to wait to see what that BMI is now. Um, and I get it, it's a first step, but there will be lots of disappointing people yeah. this morning. But it is welcome because yeah. we've been talk- calling a, for it for a, so A relatively small budget allocated for uh, this initial programme of, of 10 million. And yeah. the, the comparison with other countries where there is a state-funded IVF um, what is on offer in the different countries? I mean, how generous are some states and how uh, prohibitive are others? Well, I don't know the details for each and every country, but um, I know that, for example, in England, in some parts of the NHS, they pay for three cycles um, and then other countries are more generous or less generous, but definitely a lot more generous than just one cycle in most countries that I'm aware of. Also, Ireland is way behind. We are one of the only countries in the in Europe that have absolutely no public funding for IVF so we've like way behind everybody else um and it's it's such a huge financial outlay like mm. we spent 25,000 euro on our journey and that was all you know funded through the credit union loans from family and friends um and inheritance um so we're still paying back that loan today even though our daughter is seven you know very lucky to be successful in the end of it Okay, so uh, because you had five cycles, uh, I'm inferring that you were successful on the fifth. 
Yes, we were on the 5th and we, we went with a donor cycle because of my age at the time. So we got a donor egg. And at the moment, that isn't included in this, in this funding either. Um, donor egg. And uh, what, what about the BMI and uh, the age limits, uh, say, in our neighbour, uh, funded by the NHS? Yeah, um, I I don't know those details. As I said, I just first thing this morning, having a look at the stuff that's coming out from Ireland. Um, but there would be, I'm sure, BMI and age limits in other countries as well. Mm. I mean, I don't think it would, well, I'll wait to see what the BMI is for Ireland. But, you know, a lot of unless someone is, you know, severely uh, living with obesity, um, then, you know, that might be one thing, which is a a, a, a disease in itself that they're struggling yeah. with, you know. But um, lots of people are successful with IVF on a maybe a, a more normal BMI, you know, if it's going to be yeah. very, very low, it's very unfair. Yeah. Because know, uh, clearly um, the idea of someone bringing a child into the world uh, if they themselves are at risk of death from, say, uh, morbid obesity, for example, that is life-threatening in the long run, uh, they might uh, take a view that bringing a child into the world in that circumstance uh, might not be proper. But then have a look at the father. <laughs> What's What state is he in? You know, to well, continue. Well, I, think it, I think it's more to do with those success rates for IVF. Okay. So as opposed to anything else. So like, you know, the, 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 if you look at it clinically, coldly and clinically, success rates for IVF tend to be better if you are if you are of a so-called healthy weight. What is that? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I've I've been overweight my whole life. Now I did lose. I I worked really hard to lose weight for the IVF treatment, but I wasn't an ideal BMI for my weight when I went underwent treatment and I was successful. So you know, it's it's unfair in a way. Again, we'll wait and see what that BMI is. But I mean. Uh, that aside, this is a very welcome news, but there will be a lot of disappointment right. this morning. Um, you know. Well, uh, Helena Tuberty, fertility coach, coach uh, former gynae nurse and midwife, is listening to this. Helena, good morning. Good morning, Pat and June. Lovely to be here. Great news, but many caveats. Now, you, many caveats. You did an Instagram poll last night. Um, what did you get from that poll? Oh, heartbreaking stories. I mean, at this moment in time, I have seven clients uh, between Athens, Prague and Poland um, hanging on, waiting for their uh, transfers. They've elected to go abroad because it's far, far cheaper to do it. And, you know, the sense that, uh, you know, this poll came back with people, again, you know, as June said, the borrowing from credit unions, reaching your 40s with no savings, you know, the sense of wanting to up grade your house, move on or whatever. Um, the expense that is IVF is, as somebody said here, it is a constant hemorrhage of 400, 500 euros. It's in a drip way often. And, the you know, we have no regulatory authority. We have been having IVF since 1987. So we haven't rushed into getting an independent regulatory authority that standardizes and regulates all the clinics. Somebody else says here, it's the Wild West out there. I changed clinics and the difference was astonishing. I mean, I'm, I'm giving people advice, what clinic might suit and what clinic is doing well. All of that, I never thought I'd be doing this so many years later. Yeah. Now, the, uh, uh, just to, said, it's like putting the- to, to explain, the government scheme is going to be 
um, sublet, if you like, to commercial clinics. There's not going to be kind of a national IVF service. So the, these payments yeah. will be made uh, via the patient to uh, these clinics. And you're saying, you know, there's, I think, a dozen of them. Um, it would be horses for yeah. courses. One might be more suitable for a patient than another. Absolutely. And the thing that's been totally forgotten is, is IVF the correct treatment? What about medical restorative fertility treatment? You know, layering up, doing the proper investigations to begin with, things like endometriosis, um, you know, so many different conditions that can be contributed. IVF is the only condition for which a woman generally is the surrogate for perhaps her husband's infertility. And what if her husband already has three kids from a previous marriage? That's another thing that came into me there. The sense that, um, you know, layering it up, doing the investigations, doing medical treatment, and then moving into IUI and IVF. IVF is not a silver bullet, as June so aptly said there. It is not a magic treatment by any stretch of the imagination. No guarantees whatsoever. It is, um, you know, there is a lot of hype about it that just do your IVF and it'll be fine. Actually, no. Fail cycles are devastating. The other thing about a regulatory authority is what, when, what happens when cycles are cancelled, when um, either eggs or embryos are lost or misplaced, and the comeback and the redress there uh, is very, very weak in our country. It causes, you have no idea the distress it causes people okay, on now, top of everything Hel- Helena, here's the, the, the thing. This is a, an introductory programme, uh, quite limited in its scope. Uh, we're told from whatever was leaked, 41 is the uh, threshold of age. Got to be below 41 if you're uh, a woman. Uh, BMI, we don't know what exactly the BMI will be but we do know that it will be limited to uh, one cycle. Um, That's, if you like, the initial offering from the government. So that's to be welcomed, I suppose. But you're also suggesting the cart has been put before the horse because a regulatory body should be in place really now, before any of this stuff. Because as well as that, you know, good housekeeping, the government has an incredible opportunity here to um, standardise prices, to get good deals. I mean, commercial... Um, IVF is what it says on the tin. It is about the stakeholders, the shareholders. So we, a lot of our clinics are owned by international conglomerates and it, they are profit-making enterprises. So, you know, with the buying power that the government now has, they really could bring down prices hugely. Uh, Professor Robert uh, Winston says that, you know, IVF really shouldn't cost more than about, you know, a grand at the most. Uh, That's a little optimistic, I would say. But at the other side, we're talking about, you know, the add-ons, time-lapse photography, endometrial scratching, all the different add-ons that people want to have because they're hyped as being very useful. So what does a cycle include? Does it include a frozen embryo transfer afterwards? You know, what the sense that so many people, I mean, Pat, you wouldn't believe, I mean, I was up last night Till after midnight, replying to direct messages on Instagram, people saying we've had our we've had three fail cycles. Um, you know, we are out of pocket. We're exhausted. We're feeling so sad and devastated. And now this is kind of coming in. And you know, will we be able to? You know, choose a clinic. You know, what are we assigned to? How skilled and experienced are the people in the hubs, the the, um, medical care in the hubs? Are they experienced in restorative fertility medicine for starters? 
All of that. All of that. Uh, I don't know how much of that will be clarified after Cabinet today because you, you get the go-ahead. September is, what, only uh, a month away. So obviously they've done a lot of work. It, emerge, it will emerge from uh, the Department of Health and the HSE and the Minister exactly how prepared they are for what I would expect will be an inundation of applications from people who are desperate to have a child. Absolutely, but it is to be welcomed. It is a step in the right direction. Actually, I was at a fertility conference in Philadelphia back in um, April. We were talking about BMIs and they were actually saying that Ireland is really doing very, very well. So um, I support it hugely and I will always be a thorn in the side as an independent practitioner. I am an advocate. Um, So I will always be helping to make things better. All right. Look, Helena, thank you very much for joining us. Helena Tuberty, fertility coach, former gynae nurse and midwife, and June Shannon, medical journalist. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.